Hello, it's the Heat Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. I am the editorial, what am I? Editorial director. I was going to call myself entertainment director. Give yourself a little promotion. Of Heat magazine. Um, Kay, just Kay Ribeiro's here. Um, Hi. Entertainment editor. She just looked round. We're in a kind of, just to set the scene, we're in a kind of glass case. Like a kind of glass prison. Like a greenhouse? Yeah, a bit like a greenhouse. That's Steph Seelan, um, assistant associate entertainment director, <laughs> um, editorial genius of Heat Magazine. We're, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? And we're looking out over the Heat office, listeners, which is the first time we've recorded in this this particular pod area. And it's not a pod area. It's, it's a kind of glass-enclosed thing. Yeah. Space. And Kay just turned around because you think I was talking quite loudly, didn't you? I can say, oh. I know exactly what's going through your mind. No, not you think, oh, can everyone, everyone hear me everyone booming? Everyone thinks this room is soundproof and actually it's not. No, I don't think it's soundproof. Yeah. Do you think everyone can hear us outside? Everyone can. I hear, I hear it. People having meetings in this room all the time. Oh, oh here we go. Listening in. Industrial That's espionage. An I'll, I'll, I'll let the secrets out. Okay. Anyway, Kay's just hot footed it from interviewing Joe Lum, haven't you? Joanna Lumley. Yes, I, I have. I'm, I'm literally on cloud nine. I'm so excited to have met her. She's like, uh, an idol of mine, mm. and she hasn't disappointed at all. And I'm more in love with her if that's possible. But you met before, didn't you? Me when we did the interview with her and Jennifer Saunders for Absolutely Fabulous. Just the, movie? the briefest of uh, hello, okay. hello, hello. This is a you proper know. in-depth probing. This was a chat. This yeah. was her bonding with me. Yeah. Seeming to like want to be friends with me. Yeah. Um, you are, you are glowing. She's glowing. Honestly, She's all aglow. You are all talking aglow. of which. Glow Whoa, is one of our what, horrendously <laughs> cheesy. It's quite partridge. That. Link. We, we're reviewing a show called Glow. Uh, was it Glorious Ladies of Wrestling? Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling? I can't remember what the G stands for. It Should have written that down. Glamorous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. So it could have been any of those things. Which is the new Netflix thing, drama, comedy drama, I'm calling it, I don't know, starting uh, next Friday. We're going to do that. We're going to do... Uh, did I introduce you properly, by the way, Steph? I feel like I didn't, but I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah you just did those 17, I did the running 17 joke. titles. Yeah. Um, Whitney, Can I Be Me, which is a new documentary showing yes, in can, cinemas. <laughs> Or can you? <laughs> well, I don't know. We're going to address that point. Whitney Houston documentary. Um, going to be out in cinemas this Friday, June 16th. Uh, in cinemas everywhere. We're going to talk about the revival of two, not one, but two classic TV formats. Blind Date, which is back on Channel 5 da, da, on Saturday. Da, da, da. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Amazing. And The Crystal Maze. Dun, 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 theme dun, tune? Oh, my gosh. Dun, 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 dun. Is that the theme tune? Yep. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, I'm on a Joe Lum high now. Incredible, wow. incredible scenes. Um, that's on next Friday on uh, Channel Four. The celebrities. I think it's a celebrity series generally. I think I've got the I've got the gist of it now. Well, they bring they only bring it back when it's for a good charity. Yeah, event, it's charity cause. Yeah, uh, but it is a series, and we watched the first one of that. And Killer Women with Piers Morgan. Um, which is the name of a series. It's not just a thing that's happening. <laughs> well, um, it is a thing that's happening actually. It is these series two of that starts next Thursday nine o'clock. And I might run some of my interview that I did with with Piers. Why the, the hell audio not? Of that, but I don't know if I can. It's a bit embarrassing because mm. I get into quite a spat with it's him. It's like a battle, Hilton what? versus yeah. Morgan. What do you mean? You? Why we you just argued quite. We just like you know. I got quite angry with him, and about what? he said at one point he said I was being hysterical. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> he about called like, you hysterical. Exactly about like President Trump and. Um, I- yeah. I doubt you were being hysterical about well, President Trump. You see some of that. So in the new issue of Heat Out today, my Heat interview with Piers is in there. And, you know, it, I mean, it went on for like 45 minutes, the whole conversation. Wow. So you get a glimpse of it. But, yeah, it did get quite heated. And I, yeah. Was it as heated as what he's been up to with Amber Rose? Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Didn't he have his slight draw? This is one of his things, isn't it? One of his ongoing themes is when famous women 
um, do picture themselves naked or yeah. quite revealing pictures. He Derailed. says, how can they be fen- feminists if they're going around? Well, it's obviously an inherently stupid point, but what, I, what, fill me in on the current... So Amber Rose <laughs> put out... Getting an insight into the interview. She, yeah. she Instagrammed a picture of herself yeah. um, and she was... I, I, there's no other way to say this. She was full bush, okay? <laughs> right? There isn't, though. There is no other way to say it. Oh. And she was I all... Say, I didn't realise that, right? Full bush. Right. Okay, and... Full he, frontal. Which is fine. Full, full frontal, frontal was another but way of saying it. She didn't have... And as she quite rightly... He was like, oh, I'll put some clothes on. Mm. And then she was like, well, look, I'm not showing anything, uh, you know, of some hair, but she didn't have her legs open or anything like that. And then he was coming back at her. Um, and then he put up, you know, he did that Burger King thing. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. God, it's just... Name so... naked. The picture I naked, know, yeah. but I just think... Oh, he's such an idiot. It's such a crass point, though. I, I mean, what's even the discussion? If you're a woman and you want to expose your body you for whatever reason, whatever and you can still be a feminist. Women aren't allowed to take his, <laughs> their clothes off. That's his point. What, it's yeah. to be a feminist? But it's been but taken down Just now. stop. I mean, he's oh, right. obviously the king okay. of the world. Besides oh, okay. everything. Are you sure that's his point? If he was here now, would he say that's his point? No, no, I don't. I, I mean, trying to be fair to Piers is obviously... Let's not be fair to Piers. He's basically a walking, yeah. talking bit of gammon. Yeah. Okay. If he wants to come on this podcast and defend himself, then he can come. But we will destroy you. Be warned. It's a strong words, I'm just saying. That's very strong yeah. words. Yeah, fight and talk. Yeah. Fight and talk. Um, before we get into any of that, though, I thought we'd start our um, kind of newsish section with like, kind of like I thought we'd change it a little bit and, and have a kind of what is the stuff you're enjoying right now section, Ooh, slightly clumsily titled, but it's effectively a way of talking about what we're, what we're like. And like for example, I mean, two things that happened. I went to see um, the Late Late Show with James Corden. Oh, you last did week. your good friend James Corden? How was Post-person. it? It was it was great. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was. I mean, it took three hours. I mean, in a very hot. You think this room's hot? You should go to the Westminster, wherever really it is, hot. hall. Right near um, the Houses of Parliament, which is where they filmed it. It's not a TV studio. They converted this huge, big hall where they have, like, public events into a TV studio for his three nights in London. And it was unbelievably hot. No air conditioning. You remember that day last week when it was really hot? It was that day. But you went on the best night, right? I did go on the best night. David Beckham and Harry Styles. Styles. Wow. That is the dream right there. That's why it was so damn hot in there. And Emily Blunt. Let's not forget Emily Blunt. Blunty as well. Blunty. Yeah. Um, it was amazing to see, and he did this. Um, I don't. He went out on Friday, so the show went out on Friday on Sky, it's on Sky Catch Up, wherever it's called, on demand. Yeah. And he did this incredible sketch slash musical thing with Emily Blunt, where they recreated Romeo and Juliet in within about twenty different pop songs. So it was like a medley of twenty pop songs, famous songs, which all reflected bits of the Romeo and Juliet story. And the set was incredible. They went from like one set across like seven, eight different bits. Of which oh they com- transplanted the whole, transformed the whole area into all these different sets. What, in that place that wasn't a studio? In the place they that just... isn't a studio. So we watched this being filmed in, in one take. They did the whole thing in one take. They filmed it twice, but essentially Gross. it was the whole thing in one take. And she sung. She sung. He, they She's both got sung together. Incredible voice. voice. Mm. Yeah. So they were in that, um, into, the, into woods the woods together. together. Yeah. yeah. So they're both like musical theatre types, but it was incredible to see. And then they had to deconstruct that whole set, which obviously took quite a while. Um, we sat there watching and then construct the set of the Late Late Show. Oh, wow. it was, it that's where of, your three hours went. That's where, that was <laughs> kind of an hour and a half of the three hours, yeah. And then they filmed the show proper after that. And um, But do they bring everyone over? Because I'm always interested, who are the brains behind all of these incredible things that they do? Is it well, a team of people? Yeah, it's a team of about, I mean, there's about 100, I famously, as I go on about every week, went to the to see the show being filmed yeah, in well. LA, in Hollywood. Tick that one for this yeah. week, going on about oh, it again. Yeah, Lord. going on about it again. Um, <laughs> So they have a team of about 100, over 100 people work on that show. Really? Every day. And I think about half of them, I mean, I, this is, I didn't actually officially get the, get the answer to this question, but I got the impression that about half of them came over wow. for these shows. And then they had a lot of 
British people working on it as well. So I think probably they had to do maybe for, you know, union reasons or whatever, I don't know. But they definitely had, like, British people working on it here at this end who aren't based back there, do you know what oh, I mean? right, okay. But the core team of him, yeah. the two main producers, including Ben Winston, my close personal friend, Your who runs, friend. co-owns his production company and is his <gasps> best mate, James's best mate was there, um, and the main producer... I think. I mean, that, again, I'm completely guessing, but they I got the sense. They must have had can a we, whole floor of the Holiday Inn. While, I, yeah. while I'm into the logistics of how many people came over, <laughs> sorry, can we just which touch I'm upon, making up by the way. Can we just touch upon what Bex and Harry Styles were like? Mm. Yes, you can. So, uh, that's, excuse me, I'd like to just have a sip of my grape and elderflower sparkling beverage. Mm. Other flavors are available. Um, yeah. It was int- very interesting because uh, effectively Harry Styles did a did a song which they recorded the previous night, and he just did one sketch. I mean, his relationship with Harry Styles has now got to the point where they're so close. You know, he did he did a week of shows back in LA, like about two weeks ago. He's which, just the sidekick now. Yeah, He's James and the then sidekick. in this, the, the thing that we watched record, he came on to do a one, literally like two minute sketch, oh. which was funny, where he answered James's phone on his desk. It was a funny little bit, but that's what he did. And then he just came on, did that, went off, and then did a thank the crowd at the end. And there were like honestly, lots of screaming. Fans of Harry Styles there who you went into them? meltdown. Obviously, I was one of them. <laughs> Sitting next to me, they just got to see him for two minutes. But obviously, that two minutes was was a great highlight. Now, Boyd, yeah. is, are you saying that basically Styles and Corden yeah. are basically Kimmel? Yes, like, a like, bit. You know, yeah, Kimmel yeah. and um, Damon. Damon and Damon. Yeah, it's a bit Jimmy and Kimmel and Matt Fallon <laughs> and Timberlake. Oh yeah, yeah, a bit so, like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so is that what we're saying oh. now? Well, I think Corden's got a few of them because really, similarly, so is David Beckham. Because so Beckham was also on the show. He was live being interviewed mm-hmm. alongside Emily Blunt. And he did, they also did a sketch with him, a James Bond sketch, where they both pretended to be auditioning for James Bond. What? And, and that and was funny. And Bex actually went for it. And Bex totally went for it and, and kind of did a lot of jokes about whether they can act or not, you know, which, was, which were funny. And they were kind of did a fight, practically about to fight each other. It was a quite, quite a lavish, elaborate, funny sketch about them trying to be James Bond, both taking the piss out of each other. It was, it was, it was impressive. And then he came on... So James did a whole bit about all his, ter- his worst ever outfits and showed like really excruciating the fate of the sarong but much worse the stuff. The leather number. The leather one. They, they did this one where they both wore like purple. Oh, oh was yeah. their wedding. That was Hold, their wedding. That was their wedding. Holding outfit. Brooklyn. Yeah. Holding Brooklyn and that another little purple thing. Outfit. Yeah. And they recreated that. So basically he's got these team of like ultra famous A-lister mates who he can have on at any seemingly any time and have fun with them yeah, and take, take the mic out of them. Yeah. great. But he is incredible. I wrote a review of it, and I, the thing that really struck me is how he he literally directed the whole thing. So I mean, there was a director there who was doing a very mm. good job, and there were the producers running around. But he he got, he got to the point where when they did the musical number with Emily Blunt, they used the audience who was standing behind him at one point for a whole section of it, and they you know were encouraged to get up and join in and dance, you know, at the finale of it. And Corden was directing. He was like, "Yep, yeah, come on, stand here, move there." He was literally moving there, them around. There are a few people the studio. Like that anymore, right? Presenters who are yeah. so hands on. It's just a complete master of the whole yeah. thing so you've um, known him a long time you've known him since the beginning of his, his career Do you, would you say well, that he is the set well, not. I, I remember you since... I remember you tech, you saying we gave Gavin and Stacey four stars I remember Gavin and Stacey he and was doing then stuff he, before he Gavin text you but yes. he texts you to say why did you not give me oh, four yeah, stars true. do yeah, you that, remember yeah, that was a run, I remember yeah, that day. and that was a bit of a running joke yeah, yeah. yeah. so would you, is he the same guy is he still yeah, absolutely. Stars? Yeah. He's still demanding stars. Yeah, he's always been. Yeah, he's definitely the same. Yeah, hasn't changed. Yeah, but but the thing that the funny thing that people like when you, you know Jeremy Redknapp and Jack White will say about him, he hasn't changed. He's always been a huge yeah. diva, like acted like in in the nicest possible way. You know, he is. He just 
he's always had that capability of being a huge star and kind of, yeah. I mean, he doesn't act like it. He's, he's definitely normal, down to earth. Mm. But he's, he hasn't changed at all. He's always been what he is, yeah. And he was on very good form. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. That was me watching um, uh, The Late Late Show, James Corden, which is the most exciting thing. I also quickly want to say, before I move on to your two... Well, oh, I was just going to sound rubbish now, no, no, no. to be honest. Is that I finished watching House of Cards, finally, because that, that's been on... Oh. Netflix leaked for about a week and a half now, maybe ten days. I think it arrived. <laughs> enough for you to enough, watch just about enough time. And I have to, I just, it's so incredible. It's so, oh God, I'm so excited. because I was a bit worried because the main um, showrunner left, Bo Willimon left, famously last season. Right. Now it's got new people running it, along with exec producers Robin Wright and Tim. Um, what's his name? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, but he gets paid more, and we're yeah. not happy about that. But, but just the whole the storytelling is incredible, and the it just it's and it's maverick because like sometimes they'll skip over like a whole year and they'll go right you know nine months later. <gasps> really? This is do they do that in this? Yeah, and then oh, they God. and then they'll have it. I don't know then how I feel it'll about pick that. up immediately after the previous episode. So there's a very interesting way it uses time and incredible episode eight I think it is when there's a huge big thing happens that you're just like wow are they really going down that road yes they are um, watch out for that so five star finale five star finale yeah and they, and the right and literally the very last scene is so great oh my god yeah not giving anything right. away it's set, really set, set, uh, Netflix haven't officially commissioned the next season yet which I think is insane but what? they must do yeah they've got they're to they're just toying with us they're toying with us but if they didn't mm. would this be a satisfactory ending no no because right. it's, there's a whole well, setup for what for so the next stage out, Netflix. yeah they've got yeah, they've got they've got to sort it out and apparently Kevin Spacey was terrible hosting the Tony's last year the Tony Awards mm. oh yeah which the 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 Oscars of the theatre world yeah. he hosted them apparently he was awful he did like impressions of like Bill Clinton oh, and like wow. old school like really old people you know, that's because like, they couldn't get James Corden well, again this year he, he did yeah, such a great he job, did a last brilliant year. job last year yeah. but I mean I love Kevin Spacey but I think yeah apparently it didn't work yeah. anyway what have you what Kay what have you what, apart from so Joe Lum Joe Lum and what that, else have you that, been Kay. Joe Lum's good what Joe Lum is amazing what else She's... have you been watching slash enjoying that we're not officially reviewing in the... um, well let me just quickly tell you that okay. Joe Lum is doing she's promoting her travel show on ITV mm. where she travels around India exploring the country that she was born um, it's coming up in a couple of weeks time so we'll be able to watch it and no doubt we'll be reviewing is it is it called Joe and Lum is India probably okay it is a pithy title yeah, I feel like you're being sarcastic no no I'm not no, generally I, think, I feel it probably has got some fairly straightforward title <laughs> Well, you, don't need to, you don't need to overrag the pudding, no, with Joe Love. I mean, you just yeah. say, say, say what you see. Exactly. Who she is, where she is. Yeah. That's a formula that works. Yeah. Um, also, what else? Well, this is a bit of a, a boast, but I'm actually set to fly off to Ibiza. Oh, too. yeah. Um, this very eve. This very eve, because Made in Chelsea's coming back and they're filming in wow. Ibiza. So, uh, no need to encourage them. <laughs> Boyd. Do you know what? Sorry. We're going to. Boyd. Yeah. Have you watched it before? We'll do it in the version. Of course, I've watched it before. Yeah. I've, no, I have watched it before. Yeah. Okay. I watched season, series one. Mm. And then I think I had to watch another series like three or something. It got weird, got nominated for a BAFTA. I think it won the BAFTA for best factual. It did. It did. Yes. Yeah, it did yeah. And I was on that panel, so I had to watch so that like that. Whatever that was my fault. Yeah. It's um, brilliant. But I haven't watched it for about three years. Yeah. It's really look. Is that Carol Countless of Virgin Viewers? I've not watched it for three years. Is that yeah, whole, I think yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. And it's obsolete. We'll so do yeah. it. We'll do it. Yeah. yeah. So that's where so I'm. So you're going. hanging out with the Made in Chelsea gang in Ibiza. Yes, I am working. I'm interviewing them. And Who are you will... looking forward to seeing the most? Um, Jamie Lang's always fun. Mm. He's always fun. He's Jamie Lang. He's he radios fun. Jamie Lang. Yeah, in fact. Yeah, Lovely he guy. He is, he is, he's, a good, he's a good guy. Mm. I can sweet. confirm. So that's, that's, my, that's yeah. what I've been up to. Yeah. Uh, Joe Lum and Made in Chelsea. Okay. Yeah. 
What about you, Steph? Steph well, Sealer. I'm just going to say last and least because I'm not doing anything exciting. But I have just yeah. finished Bosch, uh, which nobody else watches apart from me, I feel. Well, do you know, I've put it in, in, in I've just written today a feature on the shows that no one watches, the best shows on TV that no one watches, mm. obviously. And that's on the list. That's just on the list, yeah. Oh, so, that's so good. I watched, I watched series one and I really right. liked it. And I really love the novels by Michael Connolly. Michael, yeah, yeah, Michael Connolly. Great but, novel. So you're saying it's, this is series three, is this that This is series three. So Titus Welliver is Bosch. Yeah. Amazing, amazing actor. Also, uh, what um, a painter as well. Mm. Yeah, who knew? But you can buy his stuff. Yeah, he's really good. Can I just go on? Can I just yeah, tell you? You can because you look so excited. <laughs> yeah, well, go so, on. Well, I, 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 she, I can't I, guess I, what the other famous people that are painters. Painter. Yeah. Oh, Joan Lonely painter. No, oh. it's even better than that. Is it? Yeah. What is it? Jamie Lang. No, Burnside from the Bill. I just read in the newspaper today. Do you remember Burnside? Of course, I remember Burnside. Yeah, we were into well, Burnside years ago. Heat magazine. In yeah. Heat well, magazine. I just read a little. <laughs> interview with him he's done another one saying you know he doesn't see why the bill went off tv he's come back and he's currently working as a painter wow. but like, professional. As, like an actual yeah, professional wow. yeah but like painting walls <sighs> okay basically he's like my, all painters as well he's an artist so that's okay so an yeah. artist, an artist. oh well we should do a thing on um famous celebrity because aiden turner of course is an artist he paints yeah fern cotton fern cotton god they all do bob dylan yeah. All anyway, the, all back, the back to me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, but can yeah. we just can we well, just spend a second off. just saying how good that is about Burnside? Yeah, great. Yeah. Congratulations, Very Burnside. Good. Well yeah. done. Okay. All right, we'll bring right. back the bill. Bosch. Okay. <laughs> So I'm not flying anywhere, but I have watched the third season of Bosch and it is very, very good. And it is set, teed up for the fourth season. Is it? Yeah. And you should all watch it because it's great. I really want to watch it, but how many episodes is it? Ten. Ten, yeah. It's funny Ten the time, season. isn't it? I've now got... I've got Listen, I did it this weekend for th- season three. Did you? Well, yeah. I've got... Because uh, we watched... We reviewed o- Orange is the New Black last week. Is it last week or the week yeah. before? Uh, week before. Week before. And so we all watched the premiere and I watched the next two the other night and they're mm. great. It's brilliant because you know we were saying how um, now I've started to talk about Orange is the New Black. I didn't even mean to, but you know we were saying what well, we think. I was saying we think it's going to take place over like three or four days of this siege. Mm. This, well, you um, said the whole series. If it was, well, the I, whole said, I thought I there. did, but it really is because oh. like, the first three episodes are like still the same day. Oh my god! And it's gosh. so so like that again. Talking about the storytelling, talking about stretching of time. They re- every single character. It's like what are they doing? In this one day, you know, in the first like three hours of the series, I think it carries on for about. I think the first six episodes are all in one day. Do you know what? Then the rest of the series, there are seven over the next couple of days. So I think it's really clever and interesting and ambitious. You know, they've done ambitious. It. Ambitious. Yeah. You're looking a, doubtful. Well, I like a change of scenery. Okay. Oh, well, you're not going to get it. We have an interview with Taylor uh, yes, Schilling in Schilling. next week's issue, and she does. God, confirm. it's all linked up. Yeah. Because so, I was just going to say, that was you unplanned. Know, as you know well. that Laura yeah. Prepon thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Your hatred of Prepon. Well, no, I love her, but I love her in that '70s show. I didn't realize. She was going out with that Ben Foster, who is Robin Wright Penn's ex, and now she's having a baby with Ben Foster. Sorry, that's a bit gossipy, but I was just like shocked about that. I'm just trying to digest the whole thing. Robin know, Wright Penn, as in Sean Penn's ex. So she, she was engaged to Ben Foster, right? Exactly. After Sean Penn? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so she was like yeah. going out with him, yeah. and now he's having a baby with Laura Prepon. From that wow. 70s show. That is gossipy. And yeah, interesting at the same time. It is interesting. Yeah. I'm saying every, the world is just interlinking all these people with babies and engagements and God knows what. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, Robin Wright is the greatest, I think. Isn't she's, she gorgeous? Yeah, again, just oh. wait till you see the rest of... Really? She's the star of this series of Is Hats. she? Yeah. Well, then she should show. get that pay rise that she wants because she's not happy she's about it. I think she's got it. I think she's got oh, it. Well, she? I, I, no, she hasn't oh, got okay. it because she did, she's interviewed before saying oh, she's, she's going to deal with it. Uh, and really? maybe that's why Netflix haven't announced the next two... 
Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, you're probably right. Good thinking. Like, oh, yeah, Good well, thinking, you know, Stephanie. That's, that's let's go. Kay's got something else. To no, I'm saying Deep let's breath. go on to the meat. Sorry. <laughs> that was Kay doing a wind up. Move us <laughs> on. I was about to move on, and then you interrupted getting me to move on. Meat, ironically. Meat, meat, meat. Come on. I love it. That's Kay Rivera just saying meat, 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 meat. I know, meat, again meat. and again. I might turn that into some kind of like yeah. rap <laughs> song or something. Just no, Kay's. it's the meat of the show. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but still you just went meat, 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 meat. That's not, that's <laughs> let's not, not get away from let's it. Let's get away from it, yeah. Talking of which, what would you call him? Ham face. Piers Morgan. Gammon. Walking gammon face. Piers Morgan. I mean, it's rude, but we don't feel guilty about it because he's rude to everyone. He's horrible. In the night. <laughs> he's horrible. He is. He's really mean. I might run. Th- we've got a huge issue with him out today. I mean, yeah, you know. Well, be nicer, so. Piers. Well, fair enough. But this series, this is the second series, Killer Women with Piers Morgan, starting next Thursday on ITV at 9 o'clock. And I think this, but to be, to be fair to Piers, I mean, you know, I'm going to get your opinions on it, but... This series, which is, he's honest about it, a production company came up to him and said, look, we're gonna, we've got all these incredible stories, true crime stories. Each week is a different one, a different woman who's, either, who's convicted of killing someone. And he interviews them and the people involved in the case. And he is, I mean, you know, it's, it's, of all the things he does, I think this is, the, for me, it's the, it's the one I, don't, I enjoy watching because the cases are fascinating and he does ask the questions you want asked, doesn't he? And so, you think that the woman is capable of killing him, so that's another reason to watch, is that what you're saying? All women are capable of killing him. <laughs> so, yeah, so Steph, let's just explain. So this is, I think there are five different, different cases in this series. And he, he, when I interviewed him, he made it very clear that the, the thing that's most fascinating is that women generally, in comparison to men, commit far fewer murders than men do you know most of the people in prison for killing are men mm. vast majority so his thing is that it's much more interesting and much more that women kill for more interesting and complicated reasons that's his thesis but anyway yeah. but what this opening case what it's a particularly interesting one because this is more of a most of them i think are right they're convicted some of them admit it i mean they sit there going yeah i killed my husband when yeah. my boyfriend. but this woman so she didn't do it and she's wrongly imprisoned can you explain more about okay, the case? Okay, so first off, I'm just going to say I'm ve- I'm very into killer women things. I'm just very I'm, I love no, and John Dan is as well. We love our murder things. Producer so let me John just true so crime. I'm ve- true crime. I'm very very into it, and so is John. Aren't you John Dan? Yeah, he's nodding. Okay, he so nodding. basically, this is the case of uh, Rebecca and Larry. Okay, yeah. So Rebecca meets uh, Larry. He is a wealthy pharmaceutical rep. They live in Clearwater. Florida, also home of Scientology, but that's not related. Okay, <laughs> so basically, what happens is she, uh, when you start, you meet her in prison, she's talking to peers, and then you go, they tell you what's happened. So her husband, she says her, she's found her husband murdered, okay, mm. in a house. Yeah. She was in the garage, and she runs in, and she finds her husband, and he has been shot. And she calls 999, and she runs out of the house, and she says, My husband's been shot, and she doesn't know what happened. She doesn't know what has happened. Yeah. As it evolves, uh, you find out that that she had a gun, <laughs> the murder weapon, hidden in a plastic bag under her car. Um, and the evidence is quite overwhelming that she did actually do it. But it took them, what, like four years, wasn't it, I no, think? No, I think, before? was it not six years? I mean, years, six years. Six years. But in, in six years, in that time, because she, her, her main thing is, I didn't do it because um, the prenup would mean that she would get $20,000 for two years. But if she stayed married to him, she'd be taken care of for the rest of her life. He was really wealthy. So yeah. he was like, you don't have to work yeah. ever. She was like, why would I do it? But then this money doesn't really come through. And then a few years later, her house, <laughs> her house is set on fire and she's in the news again, accidentally. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, she did it. And then, 
including her biological mother. And, so she was adopted, oh. and the, right at the end, yeah, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? Her the biological, biological mother testifies against yeah. her. That's and a blow. That is a, it is a blow, isn't it? Yeah, I think in the I case, I have to say that was the most distressing scene for me at the very end when Piers kind of revealed to um, Rebecca that mm, her mum had actually mother. said she thought she did do it. And at the end, Rebecca just starts crying. And yeah. that's the very last scene. And it's, it just feels a bit brutal because then she's just like, OK, well, thank you, Mr Morgan. Thank you, sir, to the cameraman. And just, like, walked off crying. It, was, it mm. just felt a bit Yeah, I know what you mean. Grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. I, do you know how I can tell you right now from all these things that I watch? I mean, I'm a big fan of Snapped Women Who Kill, right? Snapped she Women Who Kill. Snapped that's Women on, Who Kill. Crime oh, Investigation. colon Women snapped Who Kill. Have you mentioned this women before? Women Who Kill. Think, yeah, yeah you, know, you know I love my women Crime and Investigation yeah. Channel. Crime investigation. That whole channel is basically killer women, isn't it? Oh, my God, it? it's yeah, amazing. Apparently. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, they do things like till death do us part. And it's, anyway, it's oh amazing. Right. So okay. grim. It's great. Right. So she gives this whole mm. story about the last, she says, the last thing my husband said to me was I love you. Now, I'm telling you now, if somebody comes into your police station and says, I didn't do it, the last thing he said to me was, I love you, they definitely did it. Because no one speaks like that. No one does that. No. And do you know what some other... No one, wait a minute, no one, no one says no I love one, you. No, 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 no one goes, oh, just before my husband was killed, oh, the see. last thing he said to me was, love you. he right. probably was just like, all right, see you later. She did, so she had a lot of weird, I thought the whole, her whole um, way of interacting was, was odd. So at one point, he, Piers Morgan, talks about their wedding day and she says, oh, thank you so much for reminding me of that, Piers. Like, again, who says that? You yeah. know, like, she never thought of a wedding day, apparently. No, it wasn't that the fact that she's been in prison for a long time. Like, she probably hasn't thought about a wedding day. I didn't think that was... Oh, oh no, listen. Oh, I for, me, I, for me, the... Big... No, it was more the way she expressed it. It wasn't so much... The, it, oh, yeah, the way was, she talks is very, the way she very, talks very measured. Very, very measured. Slightly That's, contrived. Yeah. I mean, she's smart and eloquent, very smart and eloquent. Like, when she goes, and I realised that... I had a problem with alcohol. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I but it's very American, I've got a problem it? with alcohol. Yeah. yeah. It's quite an American way of, of dealing with it. Well, Kay, what did you... I mean, she can't help that, though, if she's American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she could help murdering her husband, Kay, and that's okay, the point. point. <laughs> I was going to say allegedly, but she is in prison for it, so she did I think it. legally we're clear. She did it. Oh I don't my think she's going to be listening to she, this in the, no. in the, 100% did in it. the penitentiary. No. Okay, so like my the, the evidence is stacked up against him for, for my part. Yeah. Um, was the just small things? Police officer saying she was. Kate's cracking up. Hysterical. She was crying with notice. <laughs> um, Which is often the best way to cry. Yeah, I often do that. I'm just yeah. at my desk, silently yeah. sobbing, no tears. Yeah. Um, and that when he was found, like he was in a, you know, found or in a, blo- a pool of blood. Yeah. She left like rather than now. I don't have a husband, and I don't know what I'd be like in a situation. But I think <laughs> you don't think you'd kill him. I don't think I'd kill. Well, I don't know, but I don't think I'd kill him. But if he was there on the floor, I th- and he was like shot, whatever. Mm. I think I would stay with him. I don't think I'd run upstairs and just do it like once over around there and then run out the house. Yeah, she, <laughs> she ran out the house. She, she was ran like, out the yeah, house. Yeah, I, I just didn't. I was a bit scared. I'm surely you couldn't be more scared than the husband that's no, but bleeding wasn't to the, death. Uh, hold, but to be fair, wasn't the she oh. wasn't the thing that it was a hit uh, like a, a robbery, an armed robbery. Yeah, it was and an armed robbery. Why, but where they didn't take upstairs. Anything? Why would she run upstairs? We're both because screaming she's at the scared of <laughs> whoever might be downstairs. Do you? I mean, do, is there any part of you that thinks that she might not have done this? And I'll just say again, they did find a plastic bag with a gun and pieces of the victim's jewellery, like his watch, underneath the well, seat of her Well, her lawyer, car. all I would say is, I thought her lawyer was very good on it, on the programme, was, was convincing, and 
put an interesting case, more like saying that the, the, the evidence was circumstantial and that she thought, well, she, I know you're laughing, but I thought her lawyer, the, the lawyer was very interesting. But Boyd, why do you, do you think she didn't burn down her I'm house then? Because that. that seemed pretty clear to me. She's like, I can't believe I can't wait for this nightmare to be over. Well, Piers, in the show, Piers doesn't just go, oh, you obviously did it, did he? Does he? He kind of like... He you knows know. it with his eyes. Well, can, can I just... My, one of my favourite parts... Like, I don't watch these shows, like, ordinarily, like Steph does, like, consume You're not them, obsessed yeah. with... Killer I'm women. not. But and I feel like this show would have been better handled by Louis III because I think oh, yeah. his for me he's so um, smug, you know, and so I I just find him so mm. hard to watch. And I think for these kind of interviews, you have to be quite warm, and he's just so like. It should be pompous. warmer to a to a no, psychopathic to, killer woman. To, no, but you need to like you know, be warm to them so that they open up. And yeah. You, know, you don't, you're not just yeah. It's different. Like, yeah. It's one person, you know, <laughs> yeah. Done this no one wants know. to talk to a ham face. Is it ham face? No, it's a walking, talking bit of gammon. Yeah. No one gammon. wants to talk to a bit gammon of gammon. Gammon face, ham face. Yeah. Similar, similar. But idea. my favorite part of the whole thing was Piers's summary. It's like, you know, so obviously all this, all this evidence has been stacked up. He's been talking to her. He's been talking to the mother. And then he just goes, so either you're telling me the, me the truth and this is unjust or you're lying and you're a cold blooded killer. I yeah. don't know which it is. Yeah. Great conclusion, Pierce. I'm happy I watched it. No one knows if she did it or not. But remember, she was with that guy that she met at AA and she made 160 phone calls to him after she'd murdered her husband. In the two weeks following the murder of her husband, what, is this who the... she murdered... <laughs> I think You're I mean, very clear that she, she murdered him. 100. Listen, I've watched so many of these things. This she should definitely be, did it. I want to see Killer Women with Steph Seelan. That is my dream job. Yeah, where you go and I'll see... I'll be like, you did it. Tell yeah. me now. How yeah. did you do it? People who've been convicted of a crime say they didn't do it and you just tell them they did. I think you're... Your co- your like sidekick should be Pierce Morgan. He goes either you did it or you did. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna be I was gonna just be a bit kinder to Pierce in the sense that I think he did. I know what you mean. It's got. I mean, it is on one level. Someone asked me to describe. I told someone I interviewed him for the series, and they said to me, um, "Oh, what's that? Like, what's Killer Women?" I said, "It's basically a Louis through ripoff." It and is. I, I'm and that's slightly harsh because the production company. The, well, it's like harsh in the sense that you know there are dozens of these types of shows made now yeah. all the time true crime story documentaries and I thought technically the way they made this was very good and I thought it, it you know it oh, told yeah. the story technically it the was, narrative yeah. was very good and um, visually I thought it was good you know they, yeah, they interviewed just this stark room and the dramatization yeah. I thought it all hung access. together yeah Great access. And I and I do think Piers generally in these situations ask the questions you do what not. So I'm being fair to him. But I, I but the the, the contrast with um, Louis Theroux is of course Louis Theroux has this incredibly empathetic way and he's disarming. of interesting, yeah. disarming and charming. Sometimes that comes across as a bit weird, like with Jimmy Savile, famously. Yeah, yeah. That was ended yeah, up being although sl- to be fair, he didn't know. No, 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 I'm not about he didn't Jimmy know. Savile no, of course, but even in the follow up where he kind of did the kind of mayor culpa mm. thing where he said he kind of admitted that maybe, you know, he didn't got too close and was too became too friendly with him. That's one of the things that happens to Louis Theroux a lot, and I love Louis Theroux, but he's very honest about that, that his method yeah. means you almost have to become friends, so you can't be a friend with a killer, with all these killer women. Piers can't do that. So I think I think his role in this is fine. I think he does a pretty decent job. Obviously, I find him unbelievably annoying and irritating yeah. as well, but I'm giving him that amount of credit. But the, it was just, I thought, for me, there was no... I needed it to have... Some the, some piece of evidence that means she might not have been able, she might not have done it. But li- there is literally no smoke You're without fair. fire, and this woman set fire well, to her own house. So they did say <laughs> what, the gun, what do you need? The gun had no none of her DNA on it. 
that's, Thank you, you know, Kay. That was a big Kay. Inspector thing. Kay. Unbelievable. Yeah, I knew there was something. You know, and Kay has hit, her, hit, 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 con- hit the nail conversely, on Conversely, her, her boyfriend did tell all of his family that she said, I will kill you like I killed Larry. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't line, want to be a Piers on this, but it could go either way. Bottom line, it's a, it's a watchable <laughs> show, unlike some of the other things Piers does. Oh, it's and, interesting. You know, I'd rather have them do this than pick a fight with Lily Allen on Twitter and, yeah, and, I mean, uh, and you know, and then and, and also, but of course, predict that the Tories are going to win the election by 100 seats. He was wrong about that. Oh, like, hilariously. Look, what you're saying is basically, if you you could choose anyone to spend time with Piers Morgan. Yes. You would want it to be women that have murdered totally. people. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. And I and I think that's that's yeah. great. So, how many stars are we going to give Killing Women with Piers Morgan, Stephanie Celian? Well, I'm going to give it five because I absolutely five? love this kind of stuff. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Fuck. Look, hey, I love we it. weren't expecting that. Were we a little about UK? But I love I, it. You, I'm, I'm well into it. I'm, I love I'm trying to match up. You're... John Dan's guffawing. Yeah. No, I love it. Oh, good. Okay. No, I love it. I was, I'm talking more about the ludicrous nature of the actual story that this woman was trying to, was trying to peddle that she didn't do it. That's what right. was so crazy. But I love that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, okay. Kay, how many stars are you giving? Kill I thought it was a little ham-fisted, but only because I want to say ham again. <laughs> and I'm going to give it three stars. Young three? Young. Yeah, it's because I think it's perfectly, it's an interesting story. I don't think, I, I learned, I don't think, you know, it was conclusive anyway. <sighs> okay. I don't think he was necessarily the best presenter, but it's perfectly enjoyable. I think other ones are more conclusive. This is unusual because I've already seen a lot of clips from the other episodes and it's, it's more, I'm interviewing this woman. Who, there's one woman who says, you are a psychopath, aren't you, to her face? And that's ah. much more conclusive than, than this one, yeah. But I, I thought it was a good show. To, I'm give it, I'd give it four, so we've got the full. Three, four, five, gamut. Yeah, but you know what? You should also watch uh, Trevor McDonald. You know he did that great series. Yeah, in prison. I thought that was really good. Did, did you? you not like that? No, oh. I didn't. I, well, I thought that was particularly sub Theruvian. Oh, that's really like, that if this weird. was a bit don't, of those. Don't this, Trev. But the, the, Trevor don't, McDonald don't do doing that. an incredibly through like literally Louis Theroux has done documentaries about prisons, hasn't he? Oh yeah. Rather, and that was, was like no one's yeah. allowed to do it ever again. Well, not, if you're not going to ask as good a questions, no one's going to well, ask as good questions. I suppose when the benchmarks been set, yeah, maybe. I found that in more pointless than this. I have to say. I mean, let's let's. Respect. Call Trevor McDonald. We all due respect to, to Trevor McDonald. Wow. Anyway, let's I'm move listening. on to two, the revival of two legendary, iconic yes. TV formats. Blind Date, which starts again. And so uh, Channel 5, to be fair to them, I mean, a channel which I have to say I watch very, very rarely. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, the last time we watched it. Scathing. Well, it's Dirty true. Dancing I just, was the last Dirty Dancing. Oh, well, yeah. And, nice and I mean, PR, though. Nice we, we were so negative. We had to apologise to the publicist. <laughs> we are sorry. I have to apologise now Ooh. to whole of Channel 5 because we've previewed it in the new issue of Heat Out today. And I, it's totally down to me. I made, I said it was on Sunday at 9 o'clock. It's not. Oh. It's on Saturday at 7 o'clock in the traditional kind of blind date slot. So that's what I was saying. Channel 5, kind of kudos to them. They just going with it they're sticking with that slot they're be. up against big shows on BBC One and you know this that and the other up against the kids the voice kids and that new singing competition on BBC oh, One the pitch battle yeah, yeah pitch battle so they're going for it um, and I got the time and the day wrong in Heat Magazine completely Boy, you can't fault. get everything right so apologies no. for that and um, it's revived with Paula Grady of course friends with oh the great Cilla. the great Silla Black who's you know she was obviously incredibly famous Laura, for hosting hosting Blind Date um, and we're also doing the Chris. I thought we'd do these together, kind of like you know, is that, dun, yeah? dun, 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 the Crystal Maze, dun, dun, which is that your Crystal Maze? Yeah. You are so. She is so hyper today. <laughs> she really is. is she's she on drugs. Is like, honestly, she's up on Joe Love. She sorry. really is. Yeah. I think she's also hot. Also, I love the Crystal Maze. I actually <laughs> oh, really, really, yeah, okay. Crystal Maze in a supermarket sweep. Oh, this is a really great day for you. Yeah, yeah. if only the three months who was also back this week, then we could do all oh, three. Oh, I don't know. I'd be out of my mind. So the Crystal <laughs> Maze is now hosted by Richard Ayoade. Oh. 
of the IT crowd fame and travels with what's that travel therapy? Gadget does? Man. Gadget Man and um, oh, yeah, travelling away for forty eight hours with or whatever it's called. Um, and he's he's a lovely, brilliant guy and film director, of course. Directed two good films. Submarine, another one. And um, <laughs> the like double, that. the double. Thank Google. you. John's looking at me like, it's no, Google. it's the double, which I didn't like, but um, <laughs> Submarine was very good. <laughs> Submarine was very good. Anyway, he's a <laughs> super talented. Films, one of which I didn't like. He's a super talented, lovely uber guy. Talented. Uber talented. Uber talented. He's hosting the series of the Crystal Maze, and they are celebrity ones, so they're also for but stand up for cancer, for cause, charity, yeah. for a very good cause. But shall we start with Blind Date? So um, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the first thing that he does, I thought quite rightly, um, Paula Grady is to say, yeah, almost like slightly apologetically say, yeah, it's back and I'm, and Corsilla, my great friend, hosted it and now I'm doing it. And he's kind of slightly but odd, kind of honest he about it. He says that um, she left it to him in, his, in right. her will, which yes. is very sweet, I That's thought. That's very sweet, yeah. yeah. There's no one else that could have replaced no. her. No, right. No, absolutely exactly. not. Yeah. Is the thing. And the, and the format is exactly the same, isn't it? I mean, you know, you're talking this day and age of um, slick mm. kind of dating formats. You know, you've got, what's the one on ITV with um, Paddy? Oh, the one that Buddy you McGinnis. hate. Take, Take me, me out. out. I don't hate it, but... You said you hated it <laughs> the I? other day. Did yes, I? I'm going to play you that recording. Oh, okay. Um, well, but Because that's such a kind of, you know, that's kind of the new blind date, isn't it, really? That's become... So this felt kind of like... It wasn't like they were updating it in any way. It felt no. to me. And now they've got that Your Face or Mine, which you two both liked. Oh, yeah. I quite liked, yeah. yeah. But well, anyway, what did you think? <laughs> what did you make of this almost non-update update with Paul O'Grady? Well... And the blokes didn't... Oh, didn't in an that. effort to try and bring these two things together, I think that actually the... the these are two amazing oh, yeah, examples together, yeah. Yeah. of how the host makes the show. Right. Like Richard's yes. Ayuadi's yeah. incredible wit, which yes. I, I just I love Gadget. I love Gadget. I couldn't care less where he's going, to be honest. But he is so funny and so intelligent, so quick witted. I just find him immensely watchable. And also Paul O'Grady, who I I love because I love the dogs, you know me. I love the dogs. <laughs> and um again, I think these two shows are about the hosts, and they're both absolutely brilliant. He's perfect for it. And Mel Sykes is our Graham. Yeah. 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 On, oh, on Blind Date, not yeah. on Crystal Maze, not to be no, confused. Yeah. <laughs> we should say Crystal Maze, so Crystal Maze is a celebrity, before, before we get case thoughts, Crystal Maze is a celebrity, celebrity series. In the first show, you've got Ore Aduba, Vicky Patterson, Alex Brooker, the great Alex Brooker, oh, Lydia Bright and Louis Spence is the team, and they're all and they're kind of egged along all the way through by Richard O. What did you think of these two? I, I, do you know what? I love Crystal Maze because it's untouched. So all the zones mm, are the same. Yeah. The only thing that's been tweaked is the futuristic zone because obviously the old futuristic is our now. So they've had to yes. update, <laughs> update yeah. the environment a little we're bit. Living it. We're living we're in living the future the zone. Na- yeah, we're yeah. living it. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Aztec is my favourite zone and it's completely the same. And I like the fact that the, the challenges are all still quite... Basic, basic but that's what's good but it's still bamboozling yeah but i like that they haven't thrown loads of money at it and it's just yeah. this it's yeah. just it's the just sets the were quite good weren't they they were maybe slightly yeah. well, more i don't know maybe not I, no. even the okay. sets back then were all right no, no i think i think they're sort of the same are they? Oh, yeah fine. yeah fine. And fine. in a good way i can attest to the fact that one of Kay's favorite questions when she meets new people is what is your favorite zone so, yeah. of the crystal maze i tell her so lot. you must be like, very excited what's, yeah what, what's your favorite zone? can i just say right now uh, like <laughs> i don't want to get all simon cowell on you but can i be honest with you as he would say Please. i did not watch the crystal maze what no yeah I just didn't. I never bothered about that. Why? Was, I didn't Richard really O'Brien. like. Yeah, Richard I never like. Yeah. I hate the Rocky Horror Show. I mean, I would happily. Well, I do too. I mean, but... it's 
or, yeah, it irritates me knowing. So he was annoying. I, always, I never thought he was very funny. <gasps> whole, the whole idea of it was annoying. So I never, I, mean, I literally watched five minutes of it probably. And it was it was a timing thing. I think it was when I was, it was probably. Like six o'clock oh Wednesday. No, this it was more a... like how old I was. You know, I was, I was like, <laughs> over it. I thought it was Kay, childish and annoying. And, this yeah, is so, the Virgin Viewer slot. Yeah, that we didn't even know what was happening. It is a bit, yeah. Oh, Boyd. But so, yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole non non starter for me that whole discussion so about you, what my favourite zone was did you not did you like did you like well it? I was going to say so for me this is a tale of two presenters because I think controversially I'm going to shock you <laughs> as Alan Partridge was I am going to shock oh, you God. now prepare to be shocked I thought Paul O'Grady was slightly felt slightly uncomfortable in, in this in Blind Date like but I think he's I love him um, you know, I, I think he's a complete natural. Like that, you know, when he did his chat show on ITV, that tea time chat show, which is, I was always annoyed by the fact it was on tea time, you'd miss it. And yeah. you kind of, because he, that show was an incredibly freewheeling. Whenever I did, was, did get to see it, it was like a sickie, freewheeling thing where anything got, went and what, it was like. Day? No, 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 no. When he did his chat show on ITV, Paul O'Grady's show, where it was cool. Mm. Whereas this is such a format. But I felt, I just felt he was slightly uncomfortable, and I, and I, and I don't know, just just the, the sense I got from him doing it. Like I thought he did all the right thing. He, 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 you know, he was kind of talked about how Scylla, of course, his best friend Scylla did it, and this and the other. But it's such a forced format, really, where the you know the blokes are sitting there, the three guys, you know, are kind of telling. You know, cheesy, saying yeah. cheesy, contrived things. You know, it's it's so contrived, and it always has been. That's almost been its charm, like right from. Yeah. You know, always it's a thing where they're clearly set up semi-scripted repost to each other, and I felt Paul O'Grady. I don't know. I just got the sense that he was slightly like, oh, why am do I doing know, this? Do you, you know, know what I think? You yeah. made a really good point. I think actually, probably they should have added in like an extra thing. Like I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but like giving him a dog or something like that to be to <laughs> have, have another extra prop or something. Because you know when he did blankety Are you blank, dogs a prop. Yeah. No. But you know what I mean? Like you say, oh, he's dogs, got dogs yeah. 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 If he had, If he had something that made it uniquely Paul O'Grady, right. because I, it's a really good point. I actually yeah. hadn't thought about it until you said it. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, he basically, you know, without wanting to sound horrible, he is stepping into the shoes of his yeah. dead friend, which yeah. is quite... <laughs> with a, yeah, but it, I mean, I'm going to put it that way. But he is yeah. harsh, it's isn't it? And she's more, such a legend. Yeah. It's not so much that, I mean, it's not so much that, it's just the, the very contrived nature of the format. And I think he's best at non-contrived formats. Like, when when he does for the love of dogs on ITV, oh. he's, all of that is incredibly natural. He's responding to these dogs that he sees at Battersea and all that. It's all real. For me, Blind Date is an incredibly unreal format. For everything about it, it's like very rigid, the shiny floor. It's just the ultimate kind of oh, slightly... Oh, I hate shiny you know what? How can you have a problem with a shiny floor? Because no, the whole thing is this, just... You're turning into me. You don't like the shiny no, floor. No, it's, it's a shiny floor show. I, hate, That's I, the, hated, I hated the... Um, the back, the set. The set. I the they set could have done it. so much better. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really I'm, I'm very sorry to Channel Five because because I, not only did I say the wrong date no, and I time. No, Paul was fine. It's but just I didn't the, the yeah. Can I go back to Crystal Maze? Right, yeah. So sorry. I, but one thing I was, before you do, I thought Richdo AORD. Oh. I mean, I didn't give a damn about the zones and all the, that, and I didn't give a damn about the celebrities apart from the lovely Alex Brooker. He's so good in it. It's like, and I think he's fascinating. He was just as good. Really? Oh. Yeah, Are you no, sure? Yeah, no, absolutely. he didn't have that. Yes, self- he was really. He was. He I'm was gonna really go back funny. and check. Yeah, check. Not I as mean, funny he, as Aowardi though. Aowardi is a genius. On. He is like he's a, a genius. genius, and it's fascinating to me because he, because touching on what I was saying about you know he's a film director, he's a writer, he's a kind of intellectual. I've seen him at events. You know, mm. I've, I think I hosted one where you know he's being interviewed in Q and A's yeah. after shows that he's in, and he's quite very shy. He's incredibly he? shy, and you know he sit there kind of looking down at his feet, muttering <gasps> half oh, the time, I love him. and yet he's put himself in this position. And I partly wonder whether it's because you know he's got bills to pay. 
Well, yeah, we've all got bills to pay, but also... Yeah, but, uh, so how dare you say that? Well, also, so well, they can get... Because I'm sure what he, want, what he wants to be is a film director, you know, and, he, and to get yeah. the financing for all that sort of helps all that do this stuff. But he throws himself into it with brilliant comic timing oh, and yeah. self-deprecation. Yes. and they don't he's even know so he's, taking the, yeah. he's taking the piss out of them and they are not too stupid to realise, which is yeah. also hilariously funny. But you know what, for that role, he had to do that because oh, like, Richard O'Brien but was so But he does everything like life. that. But I think this is why I disagree with you because you also keep going about Richard O'Brien in yeah. all due respect, but everything Richard O'Brien does, true. You don't have to have he has the same very dry yeah. delivery and references to himself, as, you know, right. and you know awareness what? that almost like he should, almost shouldn't be doing this job. Listen. Being a presenter. What? Yeah, he's got, that's the same. I think genuinely that's. Oh, don't uh, I say that, cause I, that. I don't like that. Why? Doing a job and being. No, he's com- above comically. It. No, no, no. He's comically. He, he is doing it, and he's comically self-aware of the fact that he's doing this thing. It's slightly cheap. Like the way he talks about the, the first thing he says. This line of Vicky Patterson. Yeah, oh, it's God. like looking at Heat, Heat magazine. magazine. Yeah, that's. Like, he's not re- reading Thanks, Heat magazine. Rich. You know, it's like he's just aware of, well, of how it's all working. Oh, I like when we found out that his wife's name was Lydia. Yeah, because you, yeah, like, you don't you don't really ever hear anything no. about him. But yeah, sorry, Kay, I interrupted. I've you. actually seen her and him walking down oh, the road together. Really? Oh, really? Um, yeah. No, I wanted to say about uh, I still like in the Crystal Maze how <laughs> they all shout o- over each other when they try and do the task. Oh, yeah, it's pandemonium. They, stu- they still yeah. haven't learned, like mm. jumping around in the crystal at the end, trying to catch all the little bits of um, foil when in fact they should just go to the floor where it's all like congregated. Oh, that's such a good point. I know. But you, Louis Spence. <laughs> oh yeah, he ruined it he a bit, was didn't so he? Annoying. He was annoying. He's always annoying. He, but he was extra specially annoying, yeah, actually, I think. I agree, I, do you know yeah. what? And I, I agree with Alex Brooker when he's just like, look, just locked in, just leave him there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. I, I think that was... Real, and also... That was very real from Alex, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then um, what was it, Rich was like, just pull, drop down the Hessian, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But come on, it's, it's it's just an hour. It's an hour it's of watching Richard Richard Ayoade for me. I don't get it. It's fifty that. fifty oh, minutes. I I 50, well, I agree. I'm being I, very precise. I'm, I have to. I was. People might need that extra ten minutes. To an hour with ads. Yeah. That, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I I totally agree yeah. with you. So Richard, amazing. Star ratings for Blind Date and Celebrity Crystal Maze. K. Um. I'm going to give Blind Date three and a half stars, and I, I'm going to give Crystal Maze five. Five. Five, because... It's a shocking, it's another, another shocking five. Yeah. I am a real shocker. For the presenter, yeah. for the mm. um, bringing back a show and being like authentic to the its roots, and for the Aztec zone. Most importantly, <laughs> the Aztec zone. You just put your finger up, middle finger up to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you that know was intentional, why. intentional, fully yeah. intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Slagging off Richard. Ste- no, not Richard. Slagging off, slagging off um, what's his name? Richard O'Brien. Yeah, another Richard. Apologies to Richard O'Brien. Um, Steph Seedon. Blind date. I'm going to give blind date three. I mm. think it'll. I'll, you'll get another star off me if you bring on a dog. Then, then I will. Maybe they're listening, and maybe there'll be I a think dog. They should. Uh, I think uh, be maybe great. they'll do a dog blind date thing. Maybe three male dogs. I can't and believe a you bitch. said that on air. So then now someone's going to steal that yeah. idea. That's yeah. what they should do. Yeah, Everybody should owners. bring on yeah. their dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been the great twist. Everyone should be the dog owners. Bring <laughs> on their dogs, and then the other person, and they were like, "Well, oh my god, let's go. Let's get off this podcast and start this show." Anyway, so three stars. Three stars. Three dog. <laughs> three dogs. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just don't feel like I can give Richard anything less than five because wow. for him, he's just he's just brilliant. No. He's so great. I think you, because you haven't watched it before, you're not fully engaging in how brilliant the this revival is. <laughs> no, yeah, well, I watched the original. I'm going to give it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I am going to watch some of it just for this claim, this outlandish claim that Richard O'Brien is just as funny as Richie Ayoade, which I just find. I, I, no, I just say I don't agree with that because <laughs> I think Richard's okay, amazing. Disgusted. But I do agree with Kay on the brilliance of the Aztec Zone. I'm yeah. giving um, blind. I'm going to give Blind Eight Three as well. I, I was a bit harsh. I mean, and also <laughs> apologies. It is on 
on Saturday at seven o'clock on Channel Five. Everyone, you should give it another star for your error. For well, your I kind of am giving it that. That's my three stars. Oh, you'd actually give it two. Well, <laughs> steady. Um, and the Crystal Maze four, a good strong four, yeah. And it, it's just it's all about AORD for me. Oh, of course. Although it's a thrill to see Alex Brooker involved. And let's move on to a cinema release now. And this is a big documentary, but it is out in cinemas this Friday. It's called Whitney, Can I Be Me? It's directed by legendary documentary maker Nick Broomfield and Rudy Dolezal. And um, it's kind of like, it's kind of come together because they were making a documentary anyway about Whitney's last tour that she did. So there's a lot of footage of her, isn't there, like backstage in a dressing room. Unseen footage. So a lot of it is is using that. But then there's completely new interviews with the people who knew her best. Well, a lot of the people who knew her. The, The kind of key, key people like Bobby Brown isn't. Take, mm. doesn't take part, does it's he? It's a shame. Which is a shame. And Robin, who is this woman who was her best friend for, for, for like the entirety mm. of her life, apart from the last, was it 10 years, was it, yeah. when, they, when they were estranged? She's not interviewed either, but they kind of have some testimony from her. Yeah. Towards the end of the but anyway, I mean, I'm not... I have to, again, come and clean, I'm not a huge big Whitney oh fan. I mean, I completely appreciate her incredible singing voice, but her song and music, you know, is not my kind of thing, generally. I find it was quite middle of the road. Next you know. you're going to be middle of the road. Like it was, Raya. wasn't it? This point is made in the documentary. Well, yeah. Ah, well, is it one of some guy? I can't remember I think who the it was. songs, but her voice is not middle of the road. Oh, no, her voice no, is fine. just an incredible voice. But it's like saying, well, Barbara Streisand's <laughs> voice is a great voice, but I still... you and me were going to have fisticuffs then. Oh, God, I can't believe we're already arguing about Whitney Houston's <laughs> well, I mean, being middle of the road. I'm with Kay. I'm with Kay. You can't call her middle of the road. Okay. Do avoid in grave danger. This is turning to killer women. Is, yeah. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I hope I make it to the end yeah. of the podcast. But that's, anyway, so what I was going to say was, I just shouted very loudly there, apologies, <laughs> is that, you know, I'm never, I'm never a huge fan of hers. I'm not, I haven't got any of her records or anything. But this, what an incredible story. It's just an incredible story, isn't it? Yeah. Who wants to get more deeper into the incredible Steph, queen of the, queen okay. of the uh, narrative description? Well, I'll give it a go. Right, so... What's great about this is you the unseen footage of it, what they're calling it was probably her last great tour and her 99 tour. Mm. Um, so this follows, it's kind of interspersed with like uh, family videos about her, about her life, bits from the tour, um, as you said, like her, a bit of her mother talking in interviews Sissy. with uh, uh, Sissy Houston. So it kind of documents how she came to fame um, and then a little bit about kind of the her troubles at the beginning of her life and then it really is just a story of how she had this Downfall. famous her, she had this famous saying can i be me which apparently she said all the time that at one point they say oh, we they, they recorded it didn't they her saying can i be me can i be me because she used to say it all the time because she was quite heavily controlled at the beginning and then it's really just yeah it's a sto- as Kay said it's just a story of her downfall really and actually how it is re- kind of apparent that in a way, as awful as it say, it seems like she was destined for downfall. Mm. And a lot of well, people... She... The big thing about this for me is that yep. a lot of people yep. believe that Bobby Brown was the beginning of Whitney's downfall. He introduced her to drug. Blah, blah, blah. Actually, what you find out is that she was he introduced... Didn't. He didn't at all. Yeah. And it, she was introduced to drugs really early on. She started her life... Um, living by her in brothers. Part of, yeah. At the mm. age of 18 or 19, yeah. she was doing drugs. Yeah, heavily into it by then. Her brothers had been... Smoke, had been for all intents and purposes, smoking crack when they were like four, like 12, 14. Yeah. And she, you know, that's just, and she says, that's just the thing they did in uh, New Jersey. That's just the way, that's just the way it was. Um, yeah, it's very sad. Okay. I thought, <laughs> I thought what else was interesting is that 
other than the fact that Bobby wasn't one who introduced her to drugs, his drink was more his thing, was the fact that it's quite nice to see footage of them being in love. Oh. You know, because you kind of see, you see him as this, like, you know, uh, Machiavellian boy. character mm. who was the one who was behind, who just ruined her life. But actually, they were, like, completely in love. And it's through both of their addictions to booze and to drugs that they, you know, they were co-dependent. Co- co- yeah. And they b- both brought each other down. But also, I thought was interesting, is the factors of the mum being, like, a momager, like who's the one who's kind of controlling her from the beginning, dictating her career, and like one, and at the end saying kind of like in a book she wrote that Whitney stole her style and mm. had the career yeah. she wanted, yeah. and that jealousy. Oh, sorry, sorry, okay. We should just mention the other huge narrative of this is that um, was she or was she not a lesbian? Yeah, with Robin. With so Robin, who is a lesbian, is, yeah. is, and we find out. Spoiler alert: at the end of the film, is now living with her partner, partner and has got kids. Is twins, that two twins? twins. Yeah was her best friend person and all the way through there were there was a big clash between her Robin and Bobby Brown so they resented each other physical massively physical altercation as well. physical altercation several of them they several said. and it got to the point where Bobby Brown kind of insisted that Whitney drop Choose. her yeah. from her life and she did yeah. it, didn't she is that uh, the last kind of as i say yeah. 10 years of her life that was fascinating but i thought so my big question though is mm-hmm. this is one of those um, things like the Amy documentary yeah. like, i mean there's a whole load of documentaries about real people's tragic lives celebrities real celebrities yeah. tragic lives and the big question for me always with these things is is it, is it slightly exploitative is it you know do we need to know what business of ours is it whether she's a lesbian or not or whether she's yeah. bisexual I mean she, you know she had uh, she was married it's clearly as you say in love with Bobby Brown had a kid tragic could have tragically died as well after mm. she died um but I felt, I did feel so, I, I'm conflicted, personally, because yeah. I think there's incredible stuff in here that I didn't know, partly because I wasn't, you know, I never followed her that closely anyway, as I said at the beginning. But, partly because you didn't care. But I think a lot of stuff that no one knew, there's incredible, yeah. there's one moment where she's sitting with Bobby Brown, they in the, in the cafe. My, do you know what, this is, my, this right. is the scene, what actually, that scene. moved me yes. the most, when she, he makes some remark about, about Bobby Christina. Daughter. Just being like a throwaway Being overweight. Comment, and she just kind of breaks down, and she goes, don't talk to her yeah. about like that, and starts sobbing, and yeah. he's like, I'm so sorry, like, what? And he's like, like I'm really, I'm really worried for her. And ironically, obviously, you know, Whitney d- then died, and then she followed her fate, mm. yeah. similar fate as well. But that was so... Yeah. Well, right. So that's the, the the incredible scene of the film. That's but that yeah. also the most intrusive. So it, it yeah. kind of summed up the conflict for me. So like, that was the most amazing scene in the film because that, that was a well, who knows? Uh, well, it, was it was a was, fly on the wall. It, it was that drug counselor because you oh, remember right, that basically okay. the drug counselor went to Jamaica. So oh, yeah. famously, at one one point, just towards nearly towards the end, mm. she went. She Whitney decided that she she just wanted to be a normal mum. She wanted to be a mum. She wanted to have a great relationship with her daughter. So she has this drug counsellor and this drug counsellor does speak um, on the documentary and they go to Jamaica and so this drug counsellor is taking this footage. But the, the thing is, it is, it is, it does feel intrusive, that footage. Yeah. And when she says, she says, don't say that about her. She is a star's daughter. She is, she is yeah, the daughter she, of a star. She, yes, yes. Um, about, it yeah. is inc- I thought that was yeah. exactly as Kay's saying. Like, but it was at once the, mo- the most incredible moment, revelatory moment of the documentary, because it was this inc- fly on the wall. Because a lot, most of the documentary is it's home movie footage, there's footage of them backstage, but it doesn't feel, not much of it felt... Authentic. Well, no, 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 it felt authentic. No. It just didn't feel revelatory. And amazing. But that moment is incredible because you're seeing these two people discussing this quite horrible thing about their own kid that he brings up. And she's, she starts crying, as you say. But it was at once intrusive and revelatory. Yeah. And I guess the whole film, in a way, was both of those things. Mm. But I did come away with that Can I Be Me, which is a slightly cheesy thing. But mm. it, the whole theme of it is... Can these incredibly successful, legendary, iconic, particularly pop stars, 
musical stars ever be themselves. That's the thing that seemed to be the theme of it, wasn't it? Like yeah. Right from the start, she was being I... manipulated by her mum. In the end, her dad really... Oh, oh, God, there was a horrible thing yeah. with her dad demanding money from her. Everyone around... So they wanted true. her to be a kind of not very black, you know. They wanted her to be... That this is where the middle of the road thing was, comes in. Yeah, that, that they didn't want her really to have awful. any kind of, like, proper, you know, so R&B. They wanted to de-R&B her. Yeah, she, she was booed. at the Soul Train Awards. Soul Train Awards. And that's the same night that she met Bobby Brown and so lots of people had said oh well she he was the bad boy yeah. and he he was very big in black culture yeah. so did she get with him for her image yeah. um, oh. so i did come away with it bottom line thinking well you know it's, it's not an initially original point, but I definitely came away with the strong feeling that, yes, this is a woman who, you know, entire life yeah. had been manipulated and people had tried to pull her this way and that. And, who, you know, it was difficult. It's unbelievably difficult. So I just didn't... I thought, yeah, you know, this is a miserable, miserable existence kind of thing, even yeah. though she had wealth, fame and all of that. I, but in the end, you just can't blame her for being as she, as she was. I had a real issue. One of the things I have a real issue with is these kinds of documentaries questioning people's sexuality because... Yeah, that's the... That really thing. made me feel uncomfortable because yeah. I know I'm gonna this is gonna sound jokey but it's not I, I thought to myself if I became somehow some international superstar right and I needed someone I would I would say to Kate right Kate you gotta give up your job with my best friend and come with me and just keep me sane okay this just this for woman, the record I'd say yes <laughs> this woman yeah. had, had been friends with her since since they were teenagers and she for all intents and purposes, was holding her together, mm. and it really was after she left that that downward spiral was. It was she was just careering, yeah, yeah, careering yeah. towards her untimely death. But they couldn't not address it, could they? Because but it was could, such a. Could they? That's a good question because I actually mm. felt like, why well, can't that, this woman just be her friend? The, no, but I think that was the whole. I think that's part of the whole. Um, can I be me? For me, that was like one of the takeouts of it. it was like, was it that she couldn't express herself? her sexuality because you know her mum was saying to Oprah yeah she would bother me if Whitney was dead yeah, yeah, right, and yeah. so I think it was yeah. just kind of like another aspect of uh, that she couldn't be her true self possibly mm. but did and you come away g- from it thinking that she had had a lesbian relationship because I was like she's just her best mate no but if no yeah I did because even with um, Bobby Brown at the end he said something like I've got it written down actually he said um, I really feel that if Robin was accepted into Whitney's life Whitney would still be alive today mm-hmm. and I felt like the, accept- the acceptance was I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know and I don't really care. I think I, I kind of know what you mean. No, I don't care. This is not, I thought it was, without doubt, it was just the love of her life. You know, like yeah. they're absolutely best mates and, and there was an incredible love between them. Yeah. Whether they physically did anything together, didn't, doesn't, that, that's what I mean, it doesn't bother me. I no, don't me, care. Me that's why so I, I think I agree with you on that. I don't think they that. should have the question because it's like, what, you yeah. do get these incredible female friendships. But life, I think so. they were so close and, and, and you know, Robin is was is gay, so it was like well for the rest of the world. So there was there's one guy I wish I'd written down who he was who's who, who's interviewed in the thing saying, of course, ninety nine percent of the music business everything was heterosexually saying they were, and there's you know and it would have been completely unacceptable is what yeah. he was saying for her to be an out lesbian. And at also that point there was in, another woman who basically incredible. says even now yeah, even it's very right, difficult right, right. for uh, black women to talk yes. about you. Oh you, God, you, yeah. you just don't hear right. that spoken oh, about yeah. very much. Can we just say one more person? Who was, the, who was like the star of the interviews, the British oh, bodyguard. My God. He could have saved her. Well, he did, but he was also Tried a maverick. He, do you know, I, he, did you not he, like it? I, I didn't like great. it. I just felt he was too, like, rehearsed. He was, he was, he was loving he was, it, wasn't he? Was, he? he was basically serving himself up as the saviour of Whitney. Yeah, like I did think they, so. If they had, if they had <laughs> just I, listened to my testimony. Right. But, then he, he wrote, but then he does say, we are all responsible yeah. for yeah. the death of that young woman. I, again, on the one, I completely... 
I totally accept that he was on the right side. He was the one person in our entourage. He literally wrote a massive report saying someone's got to do something to save her because she's going to die from drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, and he wrote and he sent everyone in our entourage uh, this letter. So that was brilliant for him to do. But on the other hand, he was enjoying this whole process a bit too much. I felt of being interviewed that's, for this documentary. He, he was loving gleeful. it. However, having said that, having said that, he was a bit gleeful about it. Is that he did do oh, something, didn't he? Totally. He sent that letter, and as a result, he Absolutely. got sacked. Yeah, so. he did. It's an incredible story, isn't it? it mm. I mean, the other thing about this film, it felt uh, Nick Broomfield is is you know is known Legend. for being one of the great documentarians. It did feel very um, kind of co- a conventional documentary. It's a very it tells the story of a life pretty much chronologically, you know, from A to A to Z with talking head interviews and whatever footage you can find. It and I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I was almost quite surprised by how much of a conventional documentary this is that could have been you know it, 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 I thought it was good and I was fascinated but I, I, you know it doesn't, uh, Amy was something very different I don't know if you've seen the Amy Winehouse yeah. documentary um, it was definitely a complete a much more art, art, artistically yeah. creative this is a little the edited is, interviews yeah, together this is just like a normal mm. I was about to use the word routine conventional I use that word again yeah. documentary but anyway what did you think what did um, you? My, my question because I, I actually really enjoyed it because I didn't know a huge amount other than the bare bones of it but like why now Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe you know, they've just got all the footage together. Maybe it takes a long time to make these things, doesn't it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why now. No, that's a good question that we don't know the answer to. Thanks, Kay. Maybe, maybe just, there is a reason. Maybe is it the anniversary just, of something? Maybe it's just that they've just no, unearthed my like, footage. I still I, enjoyed it, but I'm like, why, why is this so important uh, to I release th- now? Why? I think it must be because when that they've unearthed this footage, that this exclusive footage yeah, no, one's, no one's seen before, and then it's built yeah. around that, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Well, I'd give it four stars. I thought it was really good. And yeah, stuff. I'm. Is it having a? a cin- did you yeah, it's coming out in cinemas. Yeah, so, yeah I, think, I imagine it'll be on. Do you think it needs to be in the cinemas? Um, yeah, well, it's a good question. Yeah, it's it's it is less. That's kind of what I was getting at in a way. It's less cinematic, cinematic yeah. than Amy and you know and um, was the S- Senna about Senna the Racing Driver? Yeah, those films, those are incredibly cinematic. It did feel, yeah. yeah, I mean it's a question. It doesn't feel as cinematic as other certain documentaries. In fact, mm. the question of the week is: Let me remind you, what's your favourite? Film documentary, which yeah. you might have to think about. Um, Kay's looking worried. Yeah, she's looking worried. She doesn't realise we're doing that. Break but yeah, it's not that cinematic. It. So I think you're right. I don't think it doesn't necessarily need to be in cinemas. Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure it will be either on TV or on David Dye. David Dye. David Very soon. Um, but I would give it, um, I'd still give it three and a half, four stars. Three and a half. Four. Three and a half? Four? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a solid four. Solid four. Okay. And people Did who love it, Whitney. Rated it? Yeah, I said oh, four. I think it is. I think, it, I think it's. I think it's pretty revelatory that yeah. Bobby Brown is not the architect of her yes. demise. Yes. Yeah, he should have taken part. Yeah, he should have. I think he came out of it very That's, well, if it's any consolation to him. I he think did. he came out looking like a loving <laughs> husband, actually. That's what it lacked, actually, testing me from Bobby Brown and Robin, actually. Oh, I think big that would time, have yeah. elevated yeah, it. Yeah, big time. Finally, um, in the uh, meat section, in the review meat section, Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which is the new um, ten-part Netflix... It's a comedy. I'm saying it's a comedy. It comedy a comedy series. It's based on the real situation where there was a 1980s all-female professional wrestling league on television called Glow um, in Los Angeles. And this is kind of about the creation of it mm. um, by this kind of director-slash-manager, Sam, paid by Mark Maron, of... The Mark Maron's um, WCF podcast, which I know you're a fan of. Oh yes, yes, yes. Steph. Another fantastic podcast. Yes. And not yet. I mean, it's been going. It's slightly more established Second than only this to one. Us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's had Barack Obama on his one. Well, We've had. John Dan. Williams, we're gonna get him. John Dan. Yeah, we're gonna get. We're gonna get someone else who's not us three. Um, I'm gonna say now. So I, I'm gonna lay my cards on the on the table. I my favorite thing about it, so it's it, you know it's kind of focuses on the first episode anyway on Alison Brie. 
out of Mad Men and loads yeah. of other stuff, who's great, plays this out-of-work actress who and we see her trying to get auditions, it's painful, and she's having a nightmare time as a woman in, you know, in the 80s. It's it was run hard. by... It was, it was hard. hard. And she's trying to... She's slightly annoying. She's trying to get a job. She, in desperation, she goes for this audition. She doesn't really know what it is. And Mark Maron's character like runs her all over. He finds her irritating as well. And eventually, she gets a role in the glamorous ladies' rest, gorgeous ladies' wrestling. But my, he was so good. Yeah. It's all about Mark Maron yeah, for me. I so agree. the weird thing is, this is from the team that gave us Orange is the New Black. It's all created by women. It's, you know, it's written by women, directed by women, starring, by and large, women, all the women mm. in the... But... For me, it's all about Mark Maron. Yeah, I feel guilty saying I, it, I, I but I love him. You. He's so good in it. And he, in, the, in, in his podcast, he explained this is a huge thing for him because he had his own show, um, well, his own comedy show on an obscure channel. I think it's on Netflix as well mm. now, actually, um, called Maron, which is kind of based completely on him, where he's not really acting. He's just playing himself, literally playing himself. And he had another one or two other small roles where he's just playing someone. But he's playing a much harsher figure in this because he's such a lovely guy. Yeah. A kind of like, you know, neurotic figure in real life. But he's playing this quite harsh, tough director who's ruthlessly going through these women, so to speak, to pick them or not for this, doing this wrestling thing. And I thought he was fantastic. And the rest of it, I was like, I'm interested. But it was all about him. Steph. I, I agree. I think he brings the whole thing together. I lolled a lot at this, and I realised all of the lols were for him. He is just so brilliant. Yeah. He's just gets these great one-liners in it. I mean, Alison Brio, I really like. I really liked her in that. What film was she in with Rebel Wilson? That sing, How to Be Single. I thought she was good. I thought she was good in that. I like her. But I, I kind of agree with you. In some ways, the women were just sort of floating around him, yeah. kind of incidental to his comedy. He was just... Yeah, but great. she's the main role, completely. She's the main she's, role. It's, the whole focus is on her. Yeah. And we see like her private life, she's having an affair but, with but her best what, mate's husband. But do you know what I thought was really, really funny? Is that the way I felt about it, it was kind of summed up in the way that he's... You know, there's a, there's a bit where he, she's, he's looking at her and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking... Sometimes I'm thinking, oh yeah, she's hot. And then you look another way and I think, oh no. And actually... That's kind of sums up how I felt actually felt about her in this thing. Sometimes I was like, oh, she's funny. Oh, no, she's rubbish. Oh, but he was just consistently yes. good. Kay, you just excuse me of spoiling it. With, I don't think that's a spoiler because that's in the first like 15 minutes. Is that a spoiler? That no, you don't find you don't, out there's her husband. You don't know it's her best friend's husband. You just know yeah. she's having an affair with someone. Don't worry. But then you do at the, you do at it, the, at the very she, end. You find out that oh, okay. husband, she All comes right. in going, can't believe you did that, and that's why the whole fight happened. Well, she oh, turns no, over that key fob when she gets she gets robbed, doesn't she? Um, the main character she gets robbed by some twelve. Yeah, no, you know earlier than that. No, I think you missed the thing. The where you find it earlier than that. I think the, you're wrong. Yeah, the by the way, yeah, you find it. It's, it's her husband much earlier than that. Really? Oh, totally. Honestly, you didn't get it. Yeah, I, I think you missed I the moment because that, that scene where in the car together is totally it's based really on the fact that you know that she's having an affair with her husband. So there's yeah. a scene. Listen, you're a bit scared. Where she's rescued, she loses her key, and she's rescued by her best mate, who's with whose husband she's having an affair, and that's the whole basis of that scene that that's the dramatic tension oh, of that I scene that. anyway carry on I blinked. so apologies if it is a spoiler but for me anything that happens um, in the first 15 minutes is I thought, <laughs> fair game, fair game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah I thought it was really funny but it, it wasn't I found oh, be honest oh. I don't, don't hold back Use your words, come on. Written on case faces. I slightly have issues with this but I'm not sure how far to go. Is that no, fair? No, I found it funny but not as consistently funny as I was hoping. Right, oh. that's fair enough, yeah. You know, there was, very, there was like some set pieces that were really amusing, the fight scenes, you know, the fact that she's like searching for her motivation and all that, you know, funny, funny, funny. But it wasn't just as consistently funny as, yeah, I would have imagined with this cast. Yeah, I, well, my issue with it, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think, I think, you know, I think 
I don't feel there's enough in it to keep me going and carry on watching it the next mm. nine episodes. Apart from Mark Maron. Yeah, I, have I to think say. it depends how much he's in it, which I'm assuming he's going to be in it absolutely. Oh, he's loads. in it. I think he is in it all the way through. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that. Um, I don't think that um, she, the main character, yeah. Alison Brie's character. So she's. This is an old thing, isn't it? I don't. I thought she was irritating, basically. Which is yeah. kind of deliberate. She's deliberately irritating. Yeah. Like going back to Orange Is the New Black. One of the great things about that that I've kind of almost liked about it from the beginning is kind of almost everyone, all the myriad characters in in Orange, are a bit annoying. You know, there's mm. something. They're all flawed, obviously. I mean, they're all in prison for something or other. Um, and even you know, they're all kind of. There's all something about them. That's almost one of the themes of it. Oh, we're doing a show where you know everyone's flawed and everyone's a bit irritating. Yeah. In this, I thought they stuck with that very much. So you've got this main heroine played by Harrison Bree, who on the, you should feel sorry for her because she's not getting any jobs and she's out. But actually, she's, she's kind of. She's not bad, but she's she, well. She's having an affair. She's bad. So that's bad, and she's sub- self sabotaging herself in other ways. And she's also kind of her whole manner is a bit annoying. Yeah, <laughs> which, I think she's a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. so it's like on what, on what level can you enjoy a thing where the makeup is irritating? For me, I can do I generally, can. but in this, I, I found her annoying. And thank God, Mark Maron was but, there. But right, the, but that's the key. I think yes. if this continues, the whole yes. relationship is just about Mark Maron yes. and his <laughs> continual put down of her. Then I think that will that could keep me going because right. that's really funny. Like his kind of dismissiveness of her and like how it just because he, he's this whole thing he's just like yeah I've got to do this but he thinks all these women are kind of idiots which I f- thought was hilarious yeah that was funny yeah so yeah. I think as long as he holds firm in yeah. that character I think yeah. it Right. It'll be okay because actually she needs to hold firm in her character because if she suddenly becomes really likable, I think then it's over. Right, but I don't feel I have to binge on all the, the whole this. Whole I don't need to watch go. all of them. No. no, it's done for me. Oh, oh. Yeah. so what? How, what does that mean for you? I'm giving it three stars. Star rating. Okay. It was okay episode. Yeah. I'm not. I haven't been reeled in so much. I'm going to watch the next one. Well, I'd, I'd give it. I'm going to give it four. I mean, I thought it was really well made. As all these yeah. things are on Netflix, you know, it looks it looks great. It's shot like an indie sheen, film. Had the sheen. Um, and, but for me, I'm giving it four. So it's mainly for Mark Maron. Yeah, just to say that. I, I'm I'm repeat myself for the umpteenth time. He is amazing. He's yeah. great. How many stars are you giving? Four. It? four. I'm going to give four. I'm going to go with you. So that's Glow uh, on, which starts on Netflix. All ten episodes next Friday, the 23rd of June, in classic Netflix style. And finally, it is question time. Question time. So the slightly difficult question, I hope you have given you time to research it, is is the you know, based on the arrival this week of Whitney Can I Be Me in Cinemas, mm-hmm. is what is your favourite documentary film ever? So I'll start there off just in case you know you're, you're old. I know Kate's, Kate's giving me oh, I'm slightly chilled yeah. look. <laughs> as opposed to the one slightly tense one she gave me about thirty minutes ago when I mentioned it. Um is is Hearts of Darkness. Have Ooh. you seen the documentary about the making of Apocalypse Now? So Apocalypse Now right. came out in 1979. Francis Ford Coppola's masterpiece, one of my favourite films of all. So that's one of my favourite films. That's in the top five. It's a double whammy films. for you. But the documentary made by his wife Eleanor Coppola with oh, other people. So she mind. filmed a diary of the make while they were making um, Apocalypse Now, like in the jungles, wherever the hell they filmed it, Cambodia or wherever. She filmed a, like a daily diary of the goings on. Now, th- and it is one of the most extraordinary stories of filmmaking ever because this was a film where Martin Sheen is the main guy and had a heart attack in the middle of filming. 
Oh. Famously, Marlon Brando was massively overweight and difficult, and you know he had this. He's the whole kind of key to the ending of the film, and the whole thing went massively over budget, like hugely tens of millions of dollars over budget. It was this sprawling nightmare to film, and she documented the whole thing. So this film uses her literally kind of rec- filmed recordings along with testimony of everyone who's in it involved and it's an incredible thing honestly even if you haven't seen apocalypse now it's a brilliant brilliant film so hearts of darkness is my favorite documentary film k wow. casual k only <laughs> 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 because when i saw that i was like oh god i can't think of a single one and then i was like oh actually amy of course mm. amy was great yeah um, amy's brilliant the amy quite Winehouse. damning but Completely fascinating. Damning of the of the culture of celebrity of the, of, uh, of the culture of her family, um, and also just like highlighting her incredible. The people surrounding talent. her, yeah, yeah, her incredible talent, yeah. Which in, in, and that was why I'm mentioning that in contrast to, to the Whitney film because that's a very different mm. type of film, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Amy's a brilliant film, yeah, masterpiece. And Steph Seal. It's got to be Paradise Lost. Oh yes, Paradise Lost. One, two, and three. Joe Berlinger's amazing film about Damien Eccles and his two friends who were wrongly convicted of the murder of three children. I mean, it's pretty darn dark, but it is unrivaled in... Right up your street. It's true crime again. No, a true crime, but unrivaled in documentary filmmaking. Unbelievable. Yeah, if you're a fan of, like, Making a Murderer and all those, it's, like, it's it's one of the great... It's it's a hard watch, but it's... it's A must-watch. It's a hard watch, but it's a must-watch, yes. Like so much of what we've talked about today. Thank you very much, Steph Seelan and Kerry Barrow, as ever. We'll be back next week with another look at pop culture, TV and everything. Thanks very much. Bye.